got that thing all up in your face. I did, yeah. I was like, well, it's still kind of all up in my face, but it's okay. Well, you definitely have an affinity for having phallic objects all up in your face. Oh, my God. I mean, it's not a bad thing, right? Don't, oh, my God, me. It's not my fault you're a slut. <gasps> I'm your dirty whore. It's okay. <laughs> uh, are we ready to do episode 65? I think so. I can't believe 65. Wow. 65 fucking episodes. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. It's amazing that enough people have listened to us for 65 episodes that we're like, yeah, we'll do another one. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do another one. So thank you to everybody who puts up with our bullshit because without you, we wouldn't be doing this. Nope. Because it's a lot of fucking work and I could be laying on the couch watching college football right now. You could because it's on right now. (laughs) I know. So on that note, we're going to get this fucking shit started. Yes. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. And here we are, episode number 65. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. I'm just the way I thought you were going to come up with something like, I don't know, fancy dad on the end of that. 65 of kinkery fuckery. I don't know. Why you always got to put me on the spot like that? I don't know. I didn't mean to. Sorry. You always put me on the spot. So hell, it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we got a good show for you today. Yeah. Um, You know, we got our. Our normal groove back last two episodes were the recap of Pod Bash. Yes. And now we are back to talking about some of our favorite things. Yeah. Swinging, polyamory. BDSM. BDSM. And then we're going to get into a little bit more fun stuff, you know, just for your listening pleasure. <laughs> you like how I did that? I did. <laughs> That's why I giggled. <laughs> did it make your lady bits tingle? I mean, a little bit. Just maybe. a little bit. Oh, God, stop. Whenever you, like, get really low in your voice, it's just like, fuck, hi. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I can't have your cock right now, and I really want it. Like, stop. Well, that's your problem. It's Because uh, there's plenty of other hole. ladies who can have my cock right now. This is true. This but is, you can't. I know. I gotta, like, call some women over and be like, hey. Need to like service him right now. That would be fantastic. I only have a mouth hole and that's it. Yeah. And even then you're only like 50% because you can't really move. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting maneuver of what I got to do. It is. But hey. But I give you props for trying. When there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I mean, And I did two different positions the other night to try to make it happen. Yeah. I'm not knocking you. I mean, I appreciate (laughs) the effort. I am so glad. Maybe after this, we'll we'll try some more. I mean, as long as you don't yell at me for hurting you, I don't care. I mean, I think we'll be better today than we were two days ago. Okay, good. <laughs> so what do you got for us for swinging? So we have decided to start doing the new dynamic, which we actually kind of put into play, as you heard, at Podbash of us doing the hot husband. Very similar to the hot wife. Except instead of the woman going out, it's the man going out and he will make connections or may I say sometimes the woman is going to help make these connections happen and the man gets to go and play, have his fun and then comes back and the woman gets to reclaim her man. Yeah, while hearing about all the sexy details and getting all horned up in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, And for us, I mean... It's been a kind of an odd revelation. It has. That this kind of is the dynamic that really does it for us. Mm-hmm. Because for those of you who have listened to the show since the beginning, you'll know that Tink was always a little bit on the, like, I'm not going to say jealous side, but she didn't have the compersion yeah. that you know, some partners have, you know, like that I had for her. Mm -hmm. So when we started talking about this dynamic and you were like, fuck, that kind of turns me on. Mm -hmm. 
It's like, wait, hold, back the fuck up. So it is kind of interesting how I've kind of went like almost a full circle with it because when we first started talking about it, I think my brain really kind of did what it used to do when I was younger. So like I know for a fact I was either cheated on or I've had, you know, been that passed around kind of thing. So like the guy I was interested with was with me at one point, but then literally shortly later was with another chick and that really didn't sit well with me because then like he didn't really come back to me like it would be in this kind of thing. Obviously it's going to be different because it's swinging versus, you know, relationships and shit. So in my head, I think I was always having like a negative connection to someone else being with you and then you coming back. But the, the thing that kind of took me back when we were talking about that, like your past mm -hmm. was you had made the comment that, you know, like a lot of times the same guy would come back, you, you know, yeah. e eventually. Mm -hmm. So you started to adapt this mindset where you wanted to be the best. Yes. So that they would come back. Like, even though you knew they were going to leave and go fuck one of your friends, mm -hmm. you know, for a, a month or a couple months or whatever, they were eventually going to want to come back to you because you were the best that they had at the yes. time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think what, because the kind of that struggle was to keep that in my head that I saw myself as like, this is what they really wanted kind of thing. And that's what kind of gets me off and has me excited about it is, you know, they're coming back because it was so fucking good. Right. So now let me ask you this, because I'm sure there's some of our listeners out there who may not be familiar with the hot wife, hot husband, you know, type dynamic. Uh -huh. Now, when you say like you want to be the best, mm -hmm. are you actually like referring to yourself as like, well, I'm going to be the best he's ever had. Or is that just like a mindset that you use to kind of stay in that headspace of this really fucking turns me on? I think it's a kind of a combination of the two, but like it works that way because me and you are already in a relationship. We have really great sex. So I know that I'm really good for what you like. And you come back because you enjoy that connection with me and you enjoy the things that you've kind of taught me to do over the years. Right. And I mean, what some people may not realize, you can have mind-blowing sex. Right. With other people. Right. But. Which is kind of what you do when it comes to swinging. When, or you try to. Right. But where what you're talking about what comes into play is that mental and emotional connection yes. that goes along with the physical yes and that's because then it's like a whole rounded thing that kind of en encompasses each other right so that's where you know the quote-unquote best yes. comes from yes because if you know what you're doing it's you, gonna be really good you can have mind-blowing physical sex yeah you know and anybody can do that if you know, they take the time to learn about sex and anatomy. Right. But what you can't find almost 100% of the time in a swing or hot wife, hot husband, open relationship type of situation is that emotional connection mm -hmm. that, you know, brings it full circle to not just mind-blowing, but like earth-shattering sex. Yes, you know, like, like the world no longer exists and what you are only aware of is what you are physically doing with your partner and how you're feeling with it and like your emotions and everything that just came together for that time. Everything else stopped outside of it. Yeah. So when, you know, we talk about having, you know, great sex with other people, uh, what we've discussed is obviously the better the time I have mm -hmm. with my play partner, the better the time you and I are going to have. Because if I'm already super turned on from my play session and then I'm telling you and you're getting super turned on because I had such a great time. Right. That's like a double whammy. Mm -hmm. You know, where if I go out and say my play session was just kind of lackluster yeah, like if you had like these high hopes or expectation of, you know, okay, this is going to be great, and it just kind of fell flat, uh, which, you know, it can happen, 
um, then yeah, you're not really going to get that same hype as you would have if you really had a good time. And now you're, you know, telling this back to me of how much fun you had and how good everything was. And, you know, I can feed off of that. Whereas if you come back with nothing that was really great, then that doesn't really help us kind of make it awesome when we get together. Right. Because that kind of defeats the purpose mm-hmm. on, on your end. Right. Because you're waiting for me to get back to tell you all these amazing details so that you can fuck the shit out of me. Right. And if I come back and I'm like, well, I mean, like it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. Um, so do like, do you want me to just suck your dick? Like, <laughs> like, do you want popcorn and watch a movie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely doesn't give either one of us that, you know, I can't wait to rip your clothes off. No. You know, and devour you. Right. Type of sensation. Yeah. So I just find it really funny, you know, that our dynamic has taken this turn because I mean, like we've tried so many different dynamics. I mean, we, we have really tried a lot. We've done, you know, except for hot wifing because, well, I mean, we kind of did just not in like the puricle sense. Oh, well, I mean, okay. I guess you went out with a stranger, right? But you've hot wifed with friends. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we've done the hot wife, couple for couple, mm-hmm. uh, couple for couple, separate room, same room. Threesomes. Threesomes. Male oh, and female. Male and female threesomes. Um, we've done a little bit of group play. Yeah. Uh, you know, we play separately. Mm-hmm. And now the plane separate. Mm-hmm. We talked about this the other night because you were curious if, you know, we go out, I play, say, with a hot wife, mm-hmm. but you end up playing with a man. Yeah. Will that give us the same uh, reconnection sex that you crave from the hot husband dynamic? I kind of feel like it wouldn't because, like, I potentially could already be getting another dick. And maybe I did have a good time and I feel like maybe it would be slightly similar to doing a hot husband when I'm just waiting at home or wherever we're at for you to come back. If maybe it wasn't that great. And then I'm going to want that amazing connection with you, especially if you came back having a good time, because then maybe that would hopefully bounce me back up. But who knows? It could be not detrimental, but you know, if you thought it was going to be really good and then it just kind of eh, fell a little short, I might not really be in that mindset of still wanting to have a good time. Like I'd have to try a little bit harder to keep myself from not sulking, but from getting too much in depth with my eh, okay time where you might come back with this great time and try to like take that and try to use that. So that, that could be a little bit tricky too. Right. So, I mean, like that's on your end. Right. On my end, if I go and play separately mm-hmm. and I know that you're playing separately with another man, I don't have that reconnecting, reclaiming thing in me. Right. So, you know, you may be all turned on mm-hmm. waiting for me to be done, mm-hmm. but I don't feel that same urgency to get back to you because like you said, like you already had dick. Right. So, and most of the time, if I don't know the guy, I already don't really want to play with you. Right. And I want to mention too, that you just said something interesting. You don't have a reclaiming kink per se, like I do. Right. However, you just said that you are eager to come back to me. Yes. When, when we are engaged in this hot husband dynamic, Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for that experience to be over i mean like i don't want to rush it Mm -hmm. like i'm not saying okay i fucked you i'm gone but while i'm involved with that woman you know i'm thinking about how hot it's going to be when i get back to you and we reconnect Mm -hmm. because i know how much it turns you on which was interesting that you kind of felt that way because i think that in a way helps me with my, you know, really enjoying the reclaiming kink that I have, because like you don't 
have that per se at all. Right. Like when but, you play with anybody else. Right. Men, women, doesn't matter. I have no urge at all to fuck you. Right. Like afterwards. Right. Where I'm like, I need you. So I still get that. I need you. Actually, I almost think it's a, a little bit more um, when you're with another female. And, it's, and it could be, you know, because of that, like when I'm with somebody else and then I come to you, I love just having your dick again because that's my home. That's what I like. And I like ending my night that way. Obviously it doesn't work because it, unless you know the person. So I don't always get that. But when you're with another female, like it's just this whole, like, I don't know if it's, if it, maybe it's a pheromone thing and I'm not even aware of it that I'm like, this has to be my, my dick. Like <laughs> I need to do a lot of shit to take in everything that he was just doing with this other female. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you brought like that up, the whole pheromone thing and all that. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of hot wife couples, mm -hmm. the husband who's waiting at home for his wife to get back from a play session, a lot of the ones, you know, that I know don't want their wives to freshen up at all after a play session. They want like to know that man was there. Right. So how does that translate for you in the hot husband dynamic? Like, what's your take on that? So, uh, to be honest, I'm still trying to figure that out because I don't pick up on, like, a female scent really on you. Um, unless maybe they were, you know, super perfumey or if they use something that would make them have a certain particular scent. Um, but even like when we kiss, like I don't, I don't pick up on anything. So it doesn't like drive me forward more. Um, so I'm not sure cause I haven't come across that yet. Okay. So like, you know, our experience at pod bash, right. You ended up making out with me in the bathroom before I could even brush my teeth. I did. And now like I went down on our friend for mm -hmm. a good while. So like, how does in, in your mind, does that help you with your idea of reclaiming like that you want all of the, you know, sensations and uh, like the, the visuals, the smells, the everything to, kind of propel you into being super turned on? So I'm not really sure how I feel uh, when it comes to that. Cause when I did make out with you, I did, I had to kind of, I was in my head at first and I was going to have you brush your teeth. But then I was like, I knew the female ish. I was comfortable with her. So therefore I could look past it as far as, like, I wouldn't say there was a deterrent, but I had, I had a mental struggle for a second because, you know, I was like, I, I kind of like wanted you to brush your teeth, right. but then. But once you got past that yeah, and you attacked me. I didn't smell her though. Uh -oh. So that's why I'm not really sure if maybe I was, if, if maybe the next female has more of a stronger smell, whether it's her own smell or if it's, you know, a perfume she uses, if it will make something more hungry come out of me. Well, okay. So as we talked about, like she gushed all over my cock, mm -hmm. right? And obviously like my balls and thighs and everything were covered in her fluids. Mm -hmm. Now the evening that we reconnected, I mean, you were sucking my cock sucking my balls, you know, all that, like you had to have, you know, tasted that it was her and not like my normal taste or scent or whatever. I mean, if I did taste it, I might've just been so like fo focused on having you, like I wanted your dick in my mouth. I wanted your dick inside of me. I wanted to just have all of you in any way that I could before the end of the night. Right. But so like, I don't really know. I don't I'm think just, I've really paid that much attention if I smelled that. And I actually, I think at the time, because we hadn't even really debriefed really much. No, we literally came in the room. Um, I feel like 
I didn't really know about her gushing all over you until the next morning that we were talking about it all. So I just went with it and just took you back because I really wanted to reclaim your cock because you were in somebody else. Well, I was just curious because, you know, like I do have a ton of friends that are in the hot wife dynamic Mm -hmm. and the men, most of them are like, I fucking love it. You know, like if she comes back, she kisses me. Like I can like taste the dick on her breath. So here's something interesting because we have spoken with another couple that is also in the hot husband dynamic. The female part who I had spoken to actually enjoys the smell of another female on her man. And that actually, you know, turns her on more and excites her and like just she wants to devour him. Right. Because it's like living proof that this happened. Yeah. You know, like, yes, he's telling her, Mm -hmm. but she's getting, you know, the sense and the taste of that woman. Mm -hmm. And she knows like, oh, yeah, this bitch was here. Yeah, it definitely. And it was interesting because like I'm so like I, I wouldn't say that I am still like in between with that as far as liking it or not liking it mainly just because like I really this this past time I didn't really pay much attention to it or I couldn't smell it I'm not sure or like I said I was so focused on just literally taking you in in any aspect way that I physically could I just didn't see it I I also wonder if part of the reason you didn't take that into consideration Mm -hmm. is because you were there watching Maybe, you know, so had you not been there and I just came back to the room, like the senses would have been more heightened towards that because I wasn't physically there to see things. Right. Like, even though like I couldn't, well, I mean, I could have technically smelled it because you're in a room, so I could have just already been exposed to it. So therefore it's already in my nose and I'm not going to smell the difference when I'm on you. You you can smell in a room when someone's had sex. Right. Exactly. So like, I wonder if that's a big part of why you may not have noticed it. Maybe. Because, I mean, there's no way that I could have came home from that experience Mm -hmm. and played it off like I didn't just fuck the shit out of somebody. Yeah. No. Like, I mean. (laughs) Not if she was like gushing all down your freaking dick and balls. Like, there's just no way. And you 100% would have been like, who are you fucking? Yeah. (laughs) So, but for me, like it definitely adds to my excitement mm-hmm. if I think that it's turning you on by getting turned on from those smells and tastes and all that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like our friend says, it turns her on and it's that whole, okay, I know this really happened. Yeah. You know, this chick was with my man and now it's my turn mm-hmm. to rock his world. That turns me on. So, like, I had asked the husband of that couple, Mm -hmm. what is it about that dynamic that really excites you or turns you on? And he says, honestly, it makes me honored that my wife trusts me that much with another woman. And it turns me on to know that it makes her hot and bothered knowing I'm either connecting with another digitally or physically. Seeing her face light up when she sees I'm chatting with someone or going off with a lady is such a turn on. Okay. And um, I had asked after that if he felt the reconnection or reclaiming sessions are more intense and satisfying when in this dynamic versus other dynamics that they do. Okay. And he agreed with you know us that it's the hottest fucking thing that they do. Mm-hmm. You know, like their reconnection after that Mm -hmm. is a thousand times more intense than any of the other dynamics that they partake in. Gotcha. So apparently it's not just us. No. That, you know. That seems to be what works best for them. Right. And I mean, I'm glad that we kind of stumbled upon this. Yeah. I mean, obviously people are like, oh, of course you are dummy. You You get to go fuck other chicks. But I mean, that's just a small part of it for me. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this nine years. Right. I can fuck people almost whenever I want. Yeah. That's not the issue. No, really. The issue is my picky ass. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're the one that. You know, I've played with, I would say, less 
women and men, obviously. I wouldn't say women. Well, you, okay, yeah. No, I have, I have, a, I have quite a lot of women. Um, you went through a whore phase. I did. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the men go, I mean, it's a very small pool for me because there's, you know, all these little boxes that they got to check off, and you know, it's not always going to be something that's going to happen, and it's not always too where it's going to happen that exact time that I meet them. You know, it might be a couple times in a meeting that I finally go, okay, yeah, we're going to play. Right, and I think it just varies from person to person. That's why this dynamic is so exciting for us because it kind of takes the pressure off of you. It does. To be like, okay, we're going to an event. Mm -hmm. Pedro's going to play. I should probably find someone I'm interested in. Right, because my thing is, is like, I don't want to have you go play and then me sit there trying to find somebody feeling like I either make the wrong decision or I put myself in a situation where oh, maybe I'm not really feeling this. And then I'm going to be sitting there. You're having a great time, but I'm not thinking about that. Like I'm thinking about what I'm going to try to find and get into for the night. Right. And if nothing happens or it ends up being a shit show, then I'm not going to have a good time and you're going to have a great time. Right. Where now with this dynamic, you told me at least that like you don't care if you're sitting there because you're getting turned on the whole time waiting for me to get back. Yeah. Where, you know, like you just said, previously it was, you're all in your head trying to figure out who you're going to play with. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be a good time, are you going to get broken? Yeah. You know, like all those things, all the things that can make it stressful and not fun. Mm -hmm. Where in this dynamic, I mean, sure you flirt with guys all the time. I do. And I enjoy flirting with them, <laughs> but you know, that doesn't mean you're going to play that night, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like if we go into an evening knowing, okay, we're doing hot husband tonight. Mm -hmm. That just takes all the pressure off of you. Yeah. To figure all that out. Yeah. Because you know that as long as, you know, we find somebody for me to play with, mm -hmm. 99% chance you're going to have a great fucking evening. Yeah. <laughs> and probably next morning. Uh, yeah. It usually carries over or at least that's what it did this past time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't want people listening who may know us to think that you're like taking yourself off the market. No, but you admitted to me like solo one-on-one -on -one guy play is not very, it's not far something up I'm on your seeking. priority list. Yeah. It's one of those. If I, click with somebody and I'm comfortable and it can occur, then there's a potential of it actually happening. Yeah. But it's not something that I am really chasing after. Like say when I, in the very beginning when I was going after females. Yeah. I mean, and which I'm still not opposed to that. Cause I mean, that was fun. <laughs> I yeah. can totally get back to that again. <laughs> but I mean, you told me that you would rather have a male, female, male. Yeah than a solo one-on-one -on -one yes. with a male. Yes. So, I mean. Let me like, be that spoiled little brat or goddess, whichever mood I feel like being in. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's not like you don't want other dick. Right. It's just, you want it kind of on your terms. I want it when I want it. Yeah. Like, so it's like, not it's something not that you're going to seek unless right. you're seeking it. Exactly. <laughs> it depends on my fucking mood for the day. Maybe I want to, maybe I only want my original. I don't really know. It's just going to depend on what I see, what I like, and what I feel like getting into for the night. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's okay. But th the nice thing about you, in my opinion, when we get on, you know, the groups and uh, all that stuff where mm -hmm. we're putting ourselves out there, mm -hmm. you make it known. Like, you're not a cock-hungry whore. Nope. Like... You love to flirt and have a good time, but you like getting to know people. I really do. You know, you're not just going to be like, oh, you're hot. Let's go fuck. Yeah, no, that that right there, like anxiety in my chest. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, so, but, <laughs> but you put that out there. Yeah. You know, you don't lead people on. No, there is no, like, even if I'm talking with somebody, like over the phone, like text messaging or whatever, it's 
slow talking, like very hit or miss with my flirting. Right. You, um, you rarely flirt through right. text or on the phone. And I rarely send nudes. Right. I'm sorry. That's what my office for. <laughs> but when we get to that point of our flirting stage where I feel comfortable enough to send you a nude, I will do so. Right. So. But that also doesn't mean I'm going to fuck you right away either. Yeah. So, I mean, moving forward, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're probably going to try and act on this new dynamic, you know, as often as we can. Yeah. And one thing that I want to see is, you know, where it comes with the people that I know that you're playing with, whether it be like, you know, when we met with Amber, it was something real small, a little bit of conversation, not a whole lot, but she was super sweet and I liked her versus maybe someone who I don't know that maybe you click with and how I respond when you come back, like one during that time that you're gone. And then when you come back to me, like, how is it going to be? Right. Um, Because when I was talking with our friend, she is more relaxed when it's with someone she knows versus someone that she doesn't know. A pretty natural thing. Right. But she's still excited for both. So that's what I want to see is if I'm still going to be excited for both or I think it's going to take seeing how the reclaiming goes after that first time where you may not know the woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if obviously you have a great experience with that, then you'll be like, "Uh, yeah, go find some random bitch. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Where if you don't have a great time, you'll probably be like, "Eh, let's kind of keep it to people that we know. Yeah. And I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like our friend Brian says on his lives all the time, you never know what what's going to work, what's going to work unless you do it. Right. Right. So and that's kind of been our motto throughout our whole journey. Mm-hmm. You know, we've tried all these different things mm-hmm. until now we found something that really seems to work for both of us. Yeah, because um, you had my pussy dripping on your hand. So, oh, yeah, it was ridiculous how turned on you were yeah i mean i don't think you've been that turned on for me in our entire journey i don't think so i mean like i legit like wanted you non-stop i mean that's literally i was really surprised that you did not break me on that whole time because of how much sex we were having like well but i think too you know it goes back to you were so turned on mm-hmm. i mean obviously we we all should know how the vagina works. Right. The more turned on you are, you know, the bigger it expands, you know. Yeah. That's how some of these tiny little ladies are able to take massive cocks. Like, right. If they're turned on enough by it, they're going to take it. Right. So I didn't break you because you were so turned on. But I will say I could tell I was sore towards like that last day. Well, yeah. I mean, we did have sex like. 20 times in the matter of three days. Yeah, it, it was kind of a lot. But so, yeah, like I definitely, I noticed the the swelling and the slight dis- discomfort when you would get in there and I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited for it and Me I'm too. excited to fine tune it. Yeah. To kind of find our, our sweet spot, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can continue to look for, you know, that particular situation. Yeah, they so. were definitely hot and I'm all about it. Well, awesome. Hopefully uh, we can make it happen and we'll be having even better sex than we already do. I think so. All right. So let's move in to polyamory. All right. Um, We're going to talk about normal shit, not normal. my shit. Nope. Because we ain't going to talk about that no more. We ain't going to talk about that. No. <laughs> so maybe in a couple months or something, I'll do an update. There you but, go. Uh, for now, you're just going to have to listen to us ramble about other people's bullshit. Yeah. So here's one that's complete bullshit. Okay. So this was a girlfriend and girlfriend who decided to start dating. Ooh. Yeah. Scissoring. Right. <laughs> and the one girl made a connection with another guy. They are in an open relationship. It was okay for her to do this. Mm-hmm. However, this man that she was attracted to had a wife mm-hmm. who decided they were all going to go out for dinner, whatever it was to meet each other, except for the one girlfriend who was not going to be a part of this man. So it was just the girlfriend, the husband and the wife. The wife was not going to have anything to do with the girlfriend. So why was she there? She needed to meet her. That's what she wanted to do. Okay. That's a red flag right there. 
Okay. Why do you see? Why is it a red flag? Because she's not involved in the relationship. This is polyamory, not fucking swinging. Oh, that is a that is an interesting point. So she should have ran from that to begin with. Yeah. So it got worse from there. Oh, fun. Yeah. Imagine that. I know, right? You're like, there was already a red flag. Why didn't you stop? Red flag flying. <laughs> so she then decided that after meeting that she was going to to see the husband who the wife to this husband did not want this relationship to occur. Another red flag. Right. So they pursued seeing each other anyway. She told her girlfriend. Now, is this behind the wife's back? Yes. Okay. Yes. This is where it just keeps so, becoming more. Third red flag. Oh, there's more. So between the two girlfriends, the girl who is now pursuing the man had said, I'm going to go slow with this new poly relationship. And she ended up fucking this guy multiple times, apparently, on their little date that they had. But it was just the two of them. So they fucked multiple times in one day. Yeah. After yeah. telling her girlfriend she was going to move slow. Right. And, red flag. Right, right. So I believe then from there, that's, I'm not sure what the girlfriend did. I'm assuming she told her that she needed to either stop seeing her because she obviously went against what they talked about prior to her even engaging with this married man. Or she decided that uh, she just needed to stop seeing the guy. Obviously, I would say stop seeing the guy because. Right, that's. The wife was not happy with it. You're going to ruin right. that marriage. That's, that relationship is going nowhere. Right. So, I mean, and th there was, again, you, you point out with so many red flags, there was four of them right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people will say, oh, well, you know, I'm polyamorous and I meet all my partners, potential new partners. Well, that's great. Eventually. Right. I was just going to say that. So I would feel like it would be okay to meet them eventually like say things are going well you know say right, you like the first a, month or so Yeah, like you go on a couple dates you get mm -hmm. to know each other you decide ah you know i really like this person i think it's someone i want in my life right they have another partner hey let's all meet up introduce ourselves yeah you know so that way like you, you can kind of you can know. put a face to the person so right. if you run into them it's not like you're walking right. by some stranger who's fucking right. your man but, or your wife but these people that think it's okay to you know, put their stamp of approval on their partners, potential partners, mm -hmm. just aggravate the shit out of me. So where I feel like what went wrong to, from the very get-go, which was the first flag that you even mentioned, was if the wife went along with this, was it out of curiosity or what? Because if she wasn't really okay with it to begin with, she should have already said, no, you are not going in this direction of being polyamorous because I don't want to be a part of it. Well, chances are what happened was uh, that man was probably part of a unicorn hunting couple. Oh. And what probably happened. There's a twist there. I didn't think about the woman that, you know, was in this other relationship with another woman mm -hmm. did not want a, anything to do with this other woman. Oh. And because she already has one. That's probably why. The wife was like, yeah, I don't want you dating this bitch. Yeah, that could totally be why. Or she was jealous. Mm -hmm. And just didn't like her. she and... was prettier or something, you know. Right, something that made her go, I don't want to go through with this. Yeah, because a true polyamorous person is not going to limit their partner's potential other partners. Right. Based off of jealousy. No. You know. If it's a safety issue, that's different. Of course, bring your concerns up. Mm -hmm. But to just say no, you're not going to do this because I don't like her mm -hmm. is fucking bullshit. And they should not pretend like they're polyamorous. Correct. You know, and unfortunately, you see that all the time. Right, which you is know, why, like, whenever you see things like this, you already know that there are, is already going to be a shit show. Oh, almost every person in these polyamory groups on facebook are and not stuff actually polyamorous are not polyamorous no they are like the furthest thing from polyamorous mm -hmm. they just think they are because they want relationships with other people but then when it comes to their 
relationships, having other relationships are like, oh my God, I can't, you know, I can't do this. Right. So, I mean, they're really trying to have an open relationship, but it's not being done ethically. Well, no, they're, they're trying to have a polyamorous relationship, but one or more partners is not, not okay. Board. Right. Right. And that doesn't work, you know, cause an open relationship is just having fuck buddies. Nah. I mean, that's all that is. Yeah. So to have like an actual relationship with somebody is going to be on that poly line and more. Right. If you can but, fall in love with somebody, you're right. polyamorous. But maybe, maybe this person was trying to have her polyamorous relationship, but also kind of have it be an open thing too. Because. But then she should have told her girlfriend that from the start. She should have. And said, hey, I just want some dick. Yeah. Right. Because let me. Some some women are just like that. You know, yeah. they want to be with a female all the time. I mean. But every now and then you do need a dick. I mean, that's kind of like you. You could date a woman, mm -hmm. but you have to have dick. Yes. So, you know, I can, like, I could totally see you dating just a woman, even without me. Mm -hmm. But you're perfectly okay with that because. I still get dick. You still get my dick. Yeah. You know, but all she had to say was, hey, I just need a friends with benefits to get some dick. Yeah. And I'm sure the girlfriend would have been like, oh, okay. Right. And help. She might've been like, so when you're done with them, like pass them along. <laughs> like, I don't know. You get Mondays and Tuesdays. I get Thursdays and Fridays. I don't know. Maybe. Or just bring them over and we'll <laughs> right? fuck this shit out. I mean, I mean, that could have worked. That could have been really fun. They could have gone on about this a lot differently. Right. Of course, if you know, the wife would have been okay. Or, you know, maybe just avoid that one, obviously, and go find a different one. Right. Go get a single dude. He would be totally into two females that are dating each other. Yeah. I mean, or a dude like me, e even though. I'm only going to agree to that if I don't have to do all the work. All right. You'd be like, let me just lay here. One of you just ride my cog and the other one sit on my face. I mean, not all the time, but <laughs> don't make me do all the fucking work all the time. Right, right, right. Like 50-50. Yeah. I'm totally open to that. <laughs> you know, I could be a stunt cock. You could. I'm perfectly fine with that as long as I vibe with both the women. Uh-huh. Um, but they just, all of them went about this all wrong. Yes. Except for the, the girlfriend- who you know. was like, yo, what are you doing? Because yeah. she was keeping tabs and going, this is not what you said. This is what you're doing. This is wrong. Right. Because obviously she had a boundary. Yeah. That, you know, she didn't want her partner to just go out and jump headfirst into something. Right. Which is understandable. Right. And this, her partner did that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, uh, yeah, I'm not cool with it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, good for her for having boundaries. Right. And for, you know, actually saying something too. And not just letting it go until it festered. Right. So, all right. Kink and BDSM. Yeah. We're going to move on here. Trying to get through the show in an orderly fashion. Oh, we're going to try. time. <laughs> we will try. No so, guarantee. <clears throat> at Podbash. Yes. Not to bring up Podbash all the time, but this was something interesting that I thought we should cover. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, commingling between the BDSM lifestyle and the E&M lifestyles. Yeah, I see that. We see that actually kind of a lot at the E&M events. We do. However, we do not always see the best representation of BDSM you, at these E&M events. You are correct there, Messer. You are. Where at Podbash, there was several people there mm -hmm. that were very well versed in kink and BDSM mm -hmm. who we're offering, you know, to help people learn about the different kinks and, you know, the different aspects of play and all that. Which is awesome and very helpful because there are so many people that go into swinging that are also into that realm of kinky and BDSM. Right. Life. Or they want to explore it. Right. You know, because they see it now. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, I want to try this. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of things. It's kind of like a, it, it is, it's almost like a seminar of like, you get to get a hands-on trial experience. Right. But you don't always get to get it in a safe environment right. where people actually know what they're doing. Right. You know, because there's a lot of fakes out there. I mean. There's tons of them and, and majorly on FetLife. <laughs> You'll see a ton. Yeah. And we've been to a ton of events and we have seen firsthand how many, you know, so-called dominants. Oh God. Try to, you know, lure women in. By trying to like impress them by being dominant in whatever aspect right. of way of that they feel like they are. And you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Like they do all these, <laughs> you know, shitty 
uh, like play sessions with mm-hmm. sensual flogging and sensory <laughs> play and all that. And it's like, first of all, you know nothing about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And second of all, if this continues to work mm-hmm. on women, they're never going to stop. So right. ladies, please educate yourself on what you should be looking for in you know a dominant or a top Mm -hmm. make sure they know correct terminology yeah that 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 would be helpful (laughs) you know like that's a dead giveaway if they're telling you they're going to do something and it's not correct terminology they probably don't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. you know and i've seen that firsthand where you know guys call floggers whips oh god those are way two totally different fucking things and they feel completely fucking different yeah you know and it's just stupid shit like or you know the wartenberg wheel yeah if a dominant says spike wheel oh god run yeah yeah run (laughs) run for the fucking hills you know but we were lucky enough to be in the company of very knowledgeable people Mm -hmm. that were more than happy to let some of these newbies when it comes to kink Mm -hmm. experience things that they brought and experience, you know, some scenes of sensory play and all that Mm -hmm. uh, in a safe environment. Yeah. So kudos to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish we could have actually seen what was going on, but we were all over the place. Um, But next year we will definitely make it a point, you know, to get more involved in that yes i would definitely enjoy that so but i just wanted to bring that up because it's not something that uh really gets talked about i mean like i know people will ask like oh is there going to be a cross at the party or you know is there going to be this or that yeah but it's not as like that that question right there is more of just like the object of itself it's not broken down into the context of the actual reasoning right. for that you cross. can do so many different things on a saint andrew's cross right i mean for someone like me i could destroy somebody on one of those but As for <laughs> but for another you know submissive or dominant mm-hmm. they could want it just to do all kinds of sensory play right you know and be very sensual about it mm-hmm. so just because an event has bdsm furniture right does not mean that the BDSM people there are going to know what they're doing. Right. You know, so just be cautious. And just kind of sit and watch right. really from the outside and just see you know, right. what, I you're, mean, what you're seeing, what you're hearing and what you're looking for and seeing if it's all going to come together to be a good experience and a good teaching aspect for you. Right. Because if you don't feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, watching somebody else, mm-hmm. don't put yourself in a position to be, you know, engaged with them. Right. Because, you know, that's scary in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to put yourself in that situation. If it's an unknown thing for you. Right. I mean, if if you personally know people and it's your first time, it's okay to be nervous. Mm -hmm. But if you know they're a good person, that they're knowledgeable, you know, then by all means, get on that cross, you know, get on that spanking bench, do whatever you know, you're comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that that person will, you know, handle you with the amount of care that you require. Yes. Because, you know, for someone like me, if I am trying to demonstrate, you know, a certain type of kink or implement or something like that on somebody new, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I am not going to go to town like I do on you. Right. But that's like the biggest fear people have when they see me play. Yeah. And I mean, that's something too. If they don't know you, they're not going to know that you can tone it way, way down. Well, hell, I mean, perfect example. Our friend Doc Chocolate. Yes. From the Bulls and Queens podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, he sat in on <laughs> our threesome in the he, beginning. He did. When I was beating yours and Amy's ass. Yes. And... You know, I kind of tease him now because <laughs> yes, yes, <sir. laughs> anytime, you know, 
they're talking about BDSM stuff or spanking or doing this or that. Uh-huh. I'm like, I volunteer, doc. You know, <laughs> I'll do it to you. <laughs> and he's like, hell no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would pay big money for that. I'm just saying, doc. Just saying. He compared me to Mike Tyson. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the BDSM world. <laughs> Well, all right. I mean, I, I, mean, I can see where it fitting. I I'm a little heavy handed. Yes. Just a little. But I mean, I only do that with people that want it. Right. You know, and like our friend Amy, mm-hmm. she's told me multiple times now that next time. Go heavier. I need to go heavier. Yep. But it was my first time playing with her. So I wasn't going to, you know, go all out. Right. And be like, oh, I'm an Uber Dom. Like, that's fucking stupid. Right. And there you go. There's a prime example. First time playing with somebody. They, they, they know how you are with me, heard, have seen, obviously, and you went a little lighter, but it was good because, you know, she was able to then tell you, oh, you know, like I really enjoyed it, but I know you can definitely go harder now. Right. And, and that's what I'm looking for. Right. You know, I want somebody to come back and say, I can't wait until next time. And speaking of having an experience with BDSM at an E&M event, this was actually our first time having that occur with Amy right. in a threesome dynamic. Right. This was the first time that we had a BDSM scene yeah. with another submissive woman. Yes. Like completely submissive. And this is what she was, you know, she's done this before. It wasn't like a, I'm going to try this for the first time kind right. of thing. She knew what she was doing. Yep. Uh, she was a very good bottom. Oh, Yeah. And a beautiful bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and you made that beautiful bottom even more beautiful. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was definitely fun because, you know, with how uh, heavy our BDSM dynamic is between the, the two of us, mm-hmm. you had always kind of had a little bit of a reservation about adding other submissive women into that. Yes. Um, so how did that go for you? Like... Like, how did you feel when we started the scene and she was calling me sir and, you know, being very submissive towards me? So I think because she was so sweet and bubbly. Well, I say bubbly just because that's just her personality. I wouldn't maybe say that she was really bubbly during obviously our scene, but she was yeah, still she very wasn't bubbly during yeah. the scene. <laughs> she was still very sweet. Um, and I think it's also just the tone of her voice and she's so soft spoken. So that's kind of why it sounds that way. Um, but I enjoyed actually having her with me um, because it kind of gave me that fun, like we weren't really being bratty, but like we were pushing limits and like we were kind of feeding off of each other. And like, I did enjoy her, you know, being so responsive to you because it allowed me to not be so responsive. <laughs> so it allowed me to be that brat for a little bit because I'm never, Okay, not never, but most of the time, I'm not a brat. I'm a good girl. So I was able to kind of play into being a little bratty. And, you know, you caught me a few times with it, which was, you know, kind of fun. Um, The only time that it was kind of getting in my head was that she is definitely a pain slut. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not a full-on pain slut, especially not like your first submissive. But I feel like I'm way below where Amy fell as a pain slut. So I had that in my head a lot. And that kind of. So during that, you know, cause I was kind of picking up on that mm-hmm. and then I, you know, degraded you a little bit mm-hmm. by telling you that you can't take as much as she does. Yeah. So then I would try to use that to go further because I was like, I know I can, I know I can. <laughs> Which I mean, from my standpoint, mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed that type of dynamic where, you know, because normally when we do have like more submissive women involved with us, Mm -hmm. it may not be a BDSM scene, but you kind of take that more alpha role. Yeah. You know, like you are the leader of the pack. Yeah. When it comes to the women. Yeah. And in this instance, personality wise, yes. Yeah. You were the top dog. Right. But when but, it came to the pain, she was the one that took it like a champ. And yes. I was not doing really well. And I mean, for me, like that was kind of awesome because <laughs> it, it put you in your place. But I didn't like that place. 
But see, that's the thing. Like, I didn't care. Well, I know you don't care. I did. And, you know, that made it even hotter for me. Oh. Because I could see, like, my, my degradation was getting to you. Yeah. Like, you saw my internal struggle of, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. Like, you almost had little tears in your eyes. Yeah. And to me, you know, boom. I just got, like, instantly rock hard when I saw that. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, good little bitch. Yeah, so, like, I'm not mad, but I was definitely in my feels of just like, man, I am not the pain slut that I thought I was. So how do you think you're going to handle it the next time that we all have a scene together? And I do go harder on her. And, you know, you obviously won't be able to take that. Uh, I'm going to be let down. Are you going to be let down or are you going to shift your focus to being more of that supportive submissive to her probably switch over to that supportive just because like she'll be taking a lot more and maybe you will be the one making her cry mm -hmm. and you know i'm gonna notice that because you know me and her were right there face to face so you know i'm right. gonna be because able you two to have, see how she's feeling and going through all those emotions right you two have a very good connection we do you know like very much on that like girlfriend type connection. Yeah. So I can definitely see you, you know, eventually relinquishing that disappointment in yourself mm -hmm. and kind of transferring that energy into supporting her. Yeah. Because obviously she's going to need that support mm -hmm. to get what she wants out of the scene. Yeah. You know, because if she wants me to go heavier Mm -hmm. I most certainly will. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot that comes with that, yeah. you know, both physically and mentally. Yeah. So she's going to need, you know, that girl to be there and support her and, you to know. To kind of help her get through and push further it because I'm sure she's that girl just like me where, you know, you, you have it in the back of your mind that you want to take more because you enjoy it so much and you know you can go a little bit more. So you're going to push yourself I mean, we know, you know, when enough is enough and you do as well, but internally there is that part of us that's going to keep going a little bit more. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. It was a great time. I hope we have an, another one. And I just hope that what we can do is, you know, play a little bit more often. And now that winter time's coming, that is going to be a lot more of a thing. Yes, for sure. I mean, for you and I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I definitely would love to see more, uh, well-versed BDSM people at mm -hmm. these E&M events, yeah. you know, that help teach and educate people mm -hmm. in the ways of kink and BDSM. Yes. In a positive, safe manner. Yeah. Because the more of us, the more fun we have. Absolutely. And plus who doesn't like hearing screams down the hall at an E&M <laughs> e event, you know, like, yeah. come on. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's the, you know, a house the, of pleasure and horrors. Like, yes. <laughs> literally horrors. Horrors. Um, there's some hoes in this house. Yeah. So speaking of whores, yeah, we are going to do um, fantasy versus reality yeah. for our fun segment. Okay. So we talked about some fantasies leading up to Pod Bash. We did. Did any of those happen? Yes and no. So here's where the uh, reality part comes in. Okay. So my fantasy that I had had was a male, female, male. Okay. Now that did not occur. However, I have found a potential for somebody that would be close friends with you and you guys would kind of have like a bromance kind of thing. So now that I have this person in mind, I do feel like there is a potential that I could create a male, female, male, and I would have a good time with this because I'm comfortable with this person. And I feel like the two of you together would be probably hysterical as well as just really fun and kind of just an overall great experience. And I would be relaxed during the whole time. Okay. So uh, was there anybody else there that fantasy wise you would bring into that equation? Like take out the, the nuances of it, you know, where you said like, you have a really good connection and me mm. and him have a good connection. Mm -hmm. Was there anybody else there that you saw that you would have been like, Hmm, 
if all that other stuff was good, yeah, that's a go. There might have been one or two other than the one that I'm already, I could, could see potentially happening. Okay. Are you already talking to those one or two? Only one. Only one. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, now I'm curious who the other one is. <laughs> okay. So I have one for you. Okay. That I think is going to throw you off a little bit. Oh, all right. You'd like to do that. Well, I do this because we finally got, you know, confirmation that it could actually be a thing, um, not just because of his interest, but we have confirmation that you could probably handle him size-wise. Okay. Doc Chocolate. Oh, God. I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. Because, I mean, obviously, him and Amy did a scene. They did. The day before Amy and us played. Right. And, you know, she confirmed it that, like, me and Doc are the same size. I mean, again, it was one of those things. If, like, everything else was, like, checked off, like, box Yeah, I mean, like, I understand. We did not have a lot of time to interact. We did not. No. But from the small interaction that I did have with him, I I could see that this is a potential because he was super sweet. He was funny. He took the time to talk to me, and it wasn't like he was, you know, overly aggressive with pursuing or anything like that. Like I right. felt very comfortable with him yeah, just I mean, having a general conversation. He made it known. Yes. He he, was, it was very known <laughs> that he was interested in you. Yes. But that's where it stopped. Yes. Yes. So that, yeah. Okay. That is definitely a potential. And I feel like him and I do have a good friendship going on. I would say I kind of picked up on that when we were having our threesome. So like, I mean, one, you know, he wanted to know if he could, you know, watch and everything. And you're like, yeah, sure. Come on in. And if nobody else cares. And we all did. And we're like, sure. And so, you know, I feel like you guys are pretty comfortable with each other. So I think, I would think it would be a good time. Yeah. And like, I'm curious actually how you would react to his style of fucking. Oh, I don't even really know if I know what the style is. Well, I mean, in a lot of his videos, uh-huh. you know. Because he's a black guy. Right. You know, they got swagger mm-hmm. and they got moves. Mm-hmm. They got hip movements that us white boys oh, just the can't hip, do. The hip movements that I saw at the pool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Us white boys can't do that. Yeah. So, like, I'm curious how you would react to that huh. versus, you know, the normal people that we play with. Yeah. Because it's not really going to be like a size thing. Right. It's going to be a rhythm. A rhythm and technique thing. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to, to taking that and seeing how that feels. And like, I don't even care if it's for content. Like, I'm not even <laughs> saying for content. No. Just, I think it would just be for fun. fun to have this happen together. Yeah. Just for the experience. Yeah. I mean, because I do feel like if there's going to be anyone that kind of gives you a fun time that is similar to the type of play that we do. Yeah. I think it would be him. Okay. Because he is really goofy. Yeah. You know, he, he has fun Mm -hmm. when he plays. Yeah. Which is what I do. Like, unless we're doing like a serious BDM, BDSM scene. I mean, you're you're pretty much just having a good time. I'm making jokes. Yeah. And he's a lot of the same way. All right. So I'm just curious how that would go. Yeah, me too. I mean, so in the future, you know, if we meet up with him again, we'll have to uh, discuss that. Yeah, definitely. And if he listens to this, I'm sure I'll be getting a, a text message. <laughs> You're like, yo, <laughs> what are you setting up? <laughs> yeah. um, but no, like, I just think that would be fun. All so, right. um, but I am interested to hear after the show who your <laughs> second person is. Okay. Um, so for, for me, obviously we all know my fantasy did not come true. Um, sadly. Um, huge bummer for both of us, mm-hmm. but I know eventually that's going to happen. That's, you know, that will happen. Like maybe not exactly mm-hmm. as I described in my fantasy, but, um, that's going to happen. So for my fantasy moving forward after being to this event mm-hmm. with the people that we've met, mm-hmm. I feel like one of my new big fantasies 
is going to be for me to be almost completely hands off in a hot husband situation. Okay. Where you do the legwork. Okay. You find the woman, you set it all up, you know, and you basically just tell me, Hey, you're meeting so-and-so at Mm -hmm. this time. Go have fun. So basically like, I'm going to set you up on a blind fuck. Yeah. (laughs) So that, that kind of would go along with my other fantasy that I had of setting up a situation for you, which that did not occur when we were there, even though we did do a hot husband dynamic for you had already had started. Um, But now I actually have a few females in mind um, that are potential play people for you that I can make this happen. And I'm kind of excited for that potential. Yeah. I mean, like the only thing that I would need Mm -hmm. is I just need to make sure I'm attracted to them. Like I would need to see a picture or something. Right, right. Like you wouldn't actually have to do a whole lot of talking with them. Right. I don't want to set it up. I don't want to, you know, do the whole like get to know you thing until I meet them. Yeah. Like you would at the event. Right. Like, and and I'm not saying play has to happen the first time I meet them. Right. But But like say you're there. Well, and it doesn't even have to be at an event. Okay. Just going forward. In general as a fantasy. In general as a fantasy is for you to set this up. Mm Mm-hmm. Say I go and meet a woman for dinner or mm-hmm. at a bar and I get to know them that way mm-hmm. instead of digitally mm-hmm. where we go back and forth for days or weeks or months. Right. You know, I just show up looking my best and try to make it happen. Okay. Like that's a big turn on for me. All right. So you got your work cut out for you trying to find somebody to set this guy up with. I mean, I'm going to try. I may have more success with the ladies I already know from meeting people at Podbash. Oh, I'm sure. But um, in outside of that, it will be a, a a stepping stone to get there. I agree. And, you know, like, obviously, I understand it's not the easiest task. It's not. Especially for us men. Like, it's it's super easy. Like, if I were to, to do this for you. Right. I could have you on any, a date tonight. But then that's the thing. Every guy is going to be like, yeah, I'll fuck anybody. Right. Well, that they're attracted to. It's a little bit different when it comes to doing it the other way around. It's right. a little bit trickier. Yeah. So I'm just looking forward to see if we can make that happen at some yeah. point. So, all right. All right. Well, that wasn't too bad. Our normal hour and 10 minute show. Uh, we try it every time. <laughs> every time we try. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll be back next, next week, week with episode 66. Woo. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at KS. E-N-M and Kink podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper. And also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and Kink podcast.